0: First off, thank you all for being here for Anomaly Film Fest. This kicked off one heck of a great start here. Uh, we have the director here, uh, Albert Bernie. Um, yeah. Thank you for being here. Uh, yeah. And uh, so we have about 35 minutes to get some questions and answers, to get anything you want. We'll have a couple little moments at the end to, to get some other questions from you guys as well. Um, looking forward to this, my gosh. Uh, as I was watching it, I've been writing down notes like crazy.
1: Oh, yeah, um, all right. Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, let's see, I just want get, to get this out of the way. Yeah. Um, Yay. When well, it's really good, I got. I have notes. No, I got yeah. off the thing there. Um, so, first off, actually, this was the first movie I watched for the submissions of this. So, you set a bar for awesome, for creativity, everything else. So, for, thank you for this. Um, you were, uh, just to let people know, too, you're also the co director and co writer for yeah, so well, right? Yes,
1: Kentucker, who plays Preble, co wrote it, co directed, and then acted in it. Nice. And, nice. and he couldn't be here. He's, he's in Brooklyn and had another engagement, but. Um, I can't wait to tell them about the screening because it, it looked great up here. Oh, it yeah. looked
0: amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did, I mean, you also acted, a, you have a bit of a blue demon build about you, I think, oh,
1: right? Yeah. Is this what it was? Yeah, the blue demon and then the frog waiter. Oh, yeah. the frog
0: waiter, too. You got all the good parts.
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, I Kentucky and I made another film before, the Silvio, where I dressed up in a, in a costume. And I had so much fun doing that. It was It was very important that I. Was able to do that again. Nice. I nice. wrote those characters. Yeah.
0: Uh, definitely check out Silvio. But 2017 came out. Uh, I actually have the description for that one. Just so a side note, this one. Uh, so uh, it's um, a film about a small town gorilla joins a local TV program where a series of on-air mishaps send him on a journey of self-discovery. Yeah. So check that out too. We we suggest awesome movies. There's another one too. Last
1: time I was here in this room, we were that was. Being shown so four years ago. Oh, but well you have a great theme going on yeah, right now. It's good. It's good to be back.
0: Well, when you do more movies, let us know. We have you back here, and this is going to work. Definitely. So, And actually, uh, speaking of that, you actually are, uh, or this movie at least partially written here in Rochester. You're a local dude. Yeah. Did this come about from a uh, garbage plate fever dream, or what happened here?
1: Kind of, yeah. I mean, I, so I lived here for five years, in 2006 to 2011, and worked at the uh, George Eastman Museum, mm. the Dryden Theater. Shout out, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and and so I was watching a lot of movies, and um, I had made another film in, in Rochester with my friend John, mm-hmm. uh, called The Beast Pageant, which I think showed here too. So this might be the only theater in the world that has shown. Yeah, look at that, I've the made. little theater got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, exclusivities. That's how it works. Special special spot in my heart. So anyway, we were just watching a lot of movies and um, making the Beast Pageant and watching movies and all the ideas that weren't really. Going to the Beast Pageant, we're getting set aside for Strawberry Mansion. Oh, really? That's right. um, and yeah, it was like kind of you know. Sometimes when you're making a movie, you're already thinking of the next one because mm-hmm. it's like the the boring stuff or just kind of like building walls and costumes, and you're already kind of like, oh, when we finish this, we can do the next one. <laughs> and that was like 14 years ago, I think, from that initial. Oh, wow. So this movie was a long time gestating and changing, and Kentucky came on in like 2012, and then you know we spent time working on Sylvia. So it's just like many years to get up here on the screen. So it's it's a little surreal to be back here in Rochester, where it was like the initial spark to be showing it. It's kind of been like, yeah, all day. Been a little bit of a, a weird dreamy. You like look yeah, at an ice
0: cream cone, and I'll come snapping back. Oh yeah, I mean,
1: I just like you know pass a building and can remember like I remember when I got the idea for this moment of the film in that building. You oh, know? that's so just, great! Oh yeah. my gosh! So.
0: I would love to see the sketchbook for this. It was so it's a evolution of this whole yeah, thing.
1: Yeah, many sketchbooks, many Tumblr inspiration pages. You know, when <laughs> Tumblr was still around, I don't know if that's even. I think uh, there's a few Tumblr accounts still. Yeah, there, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so long time.
0: Nice. Now, uh, so such a uh, interesting uh, uh, film, uh, easily to say. Uh, but the uh, what's the as this was been on kind of unfolding and being uh, created, what's the vision for uh, what you hope to see? What will end up on stage? Was there stuff adjusted on the fly, like how this thing kind of evolved? Oh here? yeah,
1: I mean, so much of making a movie is like you have an idea, you're already, and then you know the day of something happens, like it all falls apart. Mm. You know, like when we were shooting on the ship in the Baltimore. So we shot this in Baltimore. That's where uh, I live now. Uh, we were. it was this old civil warship in the inner harbor that's like a tourist, you know, like people just pay five bucks and walk around the yeah, ship. Yeah. And so they let us film on it, but there was just tourists walking around. So like some of the shots we would just like go cut, you know, there's just like, you know, they're like, and then they just kind of be watching. We're like, oh, you can watch, but just like over here yeah, would be yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. To and then it it's right next to like the Ripley's, believe it or not restaurant, which was playing, you know, Britney Spears, and, <laughs> and we couldn't get them to turn it off because they didn't know how. You know, it's like a corporate. Oh pre- so it's like, all right, so the sound, we've got Britney Spears going, we've got tourists walking, so we're going to have to like, change the way we shoot. You know? So things oh. like that, that just you have to roll with them, and you, you know, hopefully what ends up on the screen, you can't tell that like, that was the hardest day of filming. You know, and we just made it work. You had the rad heads. Right. my god. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so uh, how, how rig- rigorously did you stick to the script if a day like that unfolds?
1: so it's it's a combo it's like you 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 write the script, you spend you know fourteen years on and off working on the script, and then the day of you're getting ready to film and you realize this paragraph that you have like labored over is not necessary, and you throw it out you know oh, wow so there's there's it's 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 tight and loose, you know you mm-hmm. come in really tight, but you gotta be loose that's what I like to say <laughs> uh, but uh. Like, okay, and also, because it's a dream movie, we we got so much of it going in the edit, you know, yeah, because yeah. it's like, well, once it becomes this, like, dreamscape, anything can happen.
0: And we that's f- one of my questions, because the, the nature of dream sequences,
1: you're allowed to have some freedoms to it. So, the, we have a cut of this that's 30 minutes longer, where <laughs> Preble goes, he's walking through the desert, he gets lost, there's a scene with a toilet in the middle of the desert. It's a whole thing. <laughs> like, the DVD, you might see it, but it just wasn't working. It was, like, too lost in the dream. You mm-hmm. know, like, we had to bring it back, so, we were stuck, and then one of the days we were filming, Kentuckers inside, like getting the grass suit on. So we've got ten minutes or something, and uh, I'm out there with Grace and the camera uh, person Tyler. And I said, "Grace, there's a caterpillar. Would you mind picking that up?" She's like, "Oh, no problem." So we got some B-roll of like a minute of her with this caterpillar, not in the script, not planned. Which you see within the first,
0: I mean, ten. That's minutes the first
1: of the- moment of her yeah, is, yeah. in the dream is her with this caterpillar. So it becomes this like re- repeating motif, and then it becomes. You've got to turn yourself into a caterpillar, which she says because he was going to be a preble was going to turn into a butterfly and fly home Mm -hmm. through the desert. This whole other sequence I mentioned, but that does that wasn't working. So it's like, well, we've got her saying, turn into a caterpillar. Mm -hmm. We have her looking at the caterpillar. Let's just have him turn into a caterpillar, swim across the ocean, go across the desert, get (laughs) home. Like it cut, it cut 30 minutes, but because it was a dream, it's like we could do that. We got a stop motion, you know, friend to do the caterpillar, which is so, great job by the way. Stop motion, oh, yeah. Lawrence yeah. Becker, I, he was an old friend from Vine mm-hmm. uh, back when that was a thing, and he's just, <laughs> you know, the way he makes stop motion is incredible. He like, it's just the level of patience I, I could never do. But he, he did that. He did like when Preble's face melts mm-hmm. away, in the, there. the skeleton dancing in the graveyard. He did. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's good. So, but I, I circle back around the thing that that the caterpillar was, hey, we have a B-roll footage back, and strung that through a world. And that's, that's one of my favorite parts. That's like, the looseness.
1: I, you got to, you know, the day of, you see the caterpillar, you got to just think, oh, we got we to gotta get that, you know? And if you are open to those things, those little magic moments that you can't plan for, yeah, yeah. you know, 14 years thinking about the script, I never thought he would turn into a caterpillar, you know? <laughs> never thought she'd, she'd put one on her finger. So you got to have a little bit of both. You put them together, you get some good music in there, and maybe you got a movie.
0: Oh my God! I, yeah. we're, we're, I would never have guessed that. From I shouldn't be time.
1: telling these secrets because it makes it seem kind of... No, no, of, no know, this is an inside like, scoop for all like the like non-directors. Be like, well, you're making all these people special, even the, more the special caterpillar. Than we, we thought about for years. That was the idea, and you know, it's like. But you know, it's, making movies is just like you just got to do it and persevere, and you know.
0: Now you said you had thirty extra minutes, so that leads into those questions of like, what is your like? Was some of the hardest artistic choices you had to make in this film?
1: Well, I, the the Blue Demon scene goes on for another fifteen minutes. There was a real long version of that, and I loved it. I wanted to keep it going. It got weird. He plays the lottery. He like has lottery numbers on the TV. Oh my God! Uh, and you know, Kentucker kept saying, "We got to, we got to trim that." You know, like <laughs> it's, I was like, "I don't know." And you know, we kept trimming and trimming it, and we got it down to whatever it is now. I don't know, like eight or nine minute moment there. But uh, that was tough. I liked the Blue Demon. I liked playing the Blue Demon. You know, I gotta say, if I
0: had see if the the Blue Demon in that shirt selling salt was almost a Halloween costume of mine. You <laughs> yeah, know, it's, I, I thought I, that's cool. It, I was very impressed by that. So. Yeah,
1: you know, there was a longer version with the the salt, you know, salesman. Uh, <laughs> wow, a yeah. salesman, Blue Demon. Yeah. Yeah. So the DVD, check it out. There's some more Blue Demon. Uh, yes, please. Yeah. Oh my God. Come back
0: for a viewing party. Watch that again. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, So, uh, yeah, watching this film, I had a uh, little bit of a vibe of like feeling a little uh, early, like Wes Anderson. But what I kept getting bubbling through was a lot of those um, uh, uh, kind of boyish adventure movies back in the day. A little bit of like never-ending story, a a little bit of, um, and also this is weird too, there's a bit of, uh, which is an odd mix, but kind of the shining with those lens, the shots and everything else. God, Ooh, yeah! I got it. We, I got
1: something. We, we used the lenses from The Shining.
0: Oh my God, look at Not
1: this. Not the ones, but Not like you, one. know, you look them up and then you, you track them, the other versions down of them. But yeah, just the look of that movie, we, we've talked about a lot with Tyler, uh, the zooms. Um, and then Never Ending Story was like, that was my true love, you know, as a kid. I'd watch it every weekend.
0: That's one of the movies I was watching. That's what it kept bubbling through, just a bit of that (sighs) sort of alternate universe. There's a a pull, there's wake up from dreams. Yeah, and as
1: a kid, that movie, it felt so huge. And you know, Bastion, if you haven't seen it, Bastion's like, he's stuck in the school, and there's a storm going on, and he's reading, and he's thinking about the adventure, and he's in the adventure, and it's like, you can't, what's real and what's not, and as a kid, I just remember like being so invested in that story, and all those movies—those boyish adventure movies, or you know, just kind of those surreal kids movies. But they—they they have some really amazing effects and moments oh, that, yeah. as an adult, you can still appreciate. Uh, Those—that those, idea of those movies was inspiring to us. You know, we really wanted to try to make a movie that uh, made us feel like we did when we were, you know, kids watching those movies. That we just kind of get lost, and you. You go along this adventure, and hopefully, you know, you're transported somewhere else for 90 minutes, and you know, come back. I
0: believe you have pulled that off amazingly well in this film. Holy well, yeah, cow! Like, I can't.
1: I mean, I can't believe you got Shining. I mean, those are the big ones that that were definitely. Yeah. I like a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reason
0: I'm a co-founder for a film festival for right. a reason.
1: I watch a lot of movies. That's cool, uh, and
0: oh, that's yeah. the reason we love uh, the anomaly is a chance to uh, bring uh, movies that truly think hit those like marks that that speak to a person. So that's having this here and kicking it off is why we wanted it. It's just uh, visual, it sets the tone for like weird yet. Also, there's uh, uh, an indie DIY budget, but big dreams. And that is Anomaly Film Fest, by yeah. the way, guys. Big budgets, not yet, but we will, we will. So yeah, this movie, uh, definitely there's a, uh, uh, a, very nice, uh, homey sort of vibe of the constructions, like the helmet he puts on. Um, it, there's a uh, yet there's amazing the wolf, the uh, mice mask, everything else. Um, and also there's a lot of nice heavy stock footage, but kind of maxed together in there. Um, th- but it's done to, done so well together. How did you accomplish getting all of that sort of DIY hominess vibe with still having? I mean, this is uh, maybe a small budget, but it still has a big budget vibe about it. Yeah,
1: I think. Well, we. You know we had years so i was thinking about it for a long time of the different looks and stuff and i think it was just about finding the right people so um the the wolf mask the rat mask and the blue demon mask were made by this uh amazing team in baltimore mm-hmm. that i had been following for years before i even knew they were in baltimore i was following them on like twitter and then i saw that they, oh my gosh they live 15 minutes from me so i was like if we could get them on board to make a couple masks even though that's like a a lot of money for our budget, it's a lot of money. I think it would be worth it just to get those four up mm-hmm. on the screen. And then, you know, the frog head, let's make that a little bit more, that can be its own strange thing, let's make that Which, which worked mache. well
0: because it come from her mind, and we saw those kind of big, the bodies that they had sitting on couches, right. I like, uh, it felt like her dreams pulled over to his, which she's been experiencing dreams so much more, it'd be a little more reality, a little more intensity it's, to it. Definitely, you know,
1: so. yeah, you know, and just, and then, like, you know, the dream helmet and then the auditing helmet. Um, you know, just like the fun it is to make machines. Like, when we made the Beast Pageant, we took apart TVs and glued stuff back together. And it's just so fun to, like, get your hands dirty and create things. And even though it looks homemade, I think if you, like, believe in it and you put it all up there together and you have it, you know, it working with the story. It adds to like the charm of it all, you know? Truly, and, truly and dreams does. I think are already kind of like feel a little bit homemade or like they could fall apart at any second. So hopefully it you know, it, it works in that way too. Just like this is all this is none of this is real. This is all just a dream. Movies are dreams, you know. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like it's playing out in front of you. Yeah. Know. Right. Um so uh
0: how long was the shooting schedule for this?
1: So we shot in two chunks. We shot in uh the end of September and October of twenty nineteen. We did like, I don't know. 14 days then. Okay. And then we took like a month and a half off to make more costumes, sets, props. And we shot in December of 2019, like right under the wire. Because <laughs> yeah. like starting to hear the whisperings coming out of you know the news of what was coming. And uh, just finished in the nick of time, and then basically edited all of 2020. Oh, nice.
0: So, That's a question I uh, will, I mean, you could ease into right now, too, about 2020. You're making a movie, pandemic. Uh, yeah, well, congrats for you, you were here. Yeah, well, you know, but, like wow. we had
1: we had one more shoot planned in April. We were really? going to go to California and film in a desert for this dream sequence that takes takes place in a desert, mm-hmm. um, and that was canceled, obviously. And so we we the money we had set aside to get you know four or five of us to California and and all this stuff for a day of filming that was like extra money that we could put into the effects, which ended up being perfect. Like, oh, we have this extra money. That's how we'll pay for the Caterpillar you know, oh, nice, stop motion. Nice, nice, and, nice. So it worked out. You know? it's, again, it's like if we had been able to go to California and film the desert, maybe we would have gotten amazing footage and it would have found its way in the film and it would have been a different movie. But it's like the movie could have been a 100 movies. You know? And this is the one that we, we got to with all the, the moving parts. Uh, but overall, I think it was like 22 days of filming that first time, or those first two times, and then you know, like I said, in the edit, there's there's animating and there's making new scenes of where there weren't. There's getting stock footage. There's combining elements and uh, putting it all together. So
0: yeah, and it seems like you definitely merged the uh, uh, practical with that, like the fly. Uh, it definitely seemed like there was a realism,
1: but there's a mouth in there. And that. Yeah, that fly I got in Rochester actually. Really, and I, so it, pride like people take I said, pride this, in that. This right took there. many years. I was in my friend Nick's studio. And there's just a perfectly preserved fly on the floor. <laughs> and this was 2014. I was having a weird year. And I, I picked up this fly, and I put it in a little uh, bag, like a little Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. I ziplocked it shut, and I wrote, um, don't throw this fly away. This fly is my future. And I pinned it to his wall. You know, you still, uh, It was a weird year. And then, <laughs> and then I took that bag with me, and I, it, I moved around every year. And it, it always made its way with me, this little fly. And it somehow was like. Like I said, like making a movie's a hard thing, but it's like I got my fly. Like no matter what happens, you know if this movie's made or not, I have the fly. So that's, and then that's the fly you see. You know, it's like nice. oh it, it, it. It actually it made it into the shot where it crawls across the plate in mm-hmm. stop motion, and then yeah. it was kind of covered in food. And I finally like put it into the dirt. And it was oh, like, wow. he did his job. He was he's, he's you know six years later, but oh I was God. so happy that it it did make it into into the movie. So. That,
0: well done on the fly. Never yeah, knew it was But that's a happen. Rochester fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can tell. Um, I do have a question uh, that's been in my brain since I watched this movie. How many VHS
1: tapes did you have in this film? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So in Baltimore, uh, a year or two before we started filming, I was part of this uh, collective called Beyond Video. Mm-hmm. That is a video store where you can rent DVDs, Blu-rays, and, and VHS. Okay. And the VHS, we were only taking kind of like the obscure ones that weren't released on DVD. Mm-hmm. But people would just bring us boxes and boxes, like I got VHS hundred you know every day a hundred tapes, oh my God. and we'd go through and maybe pull three to rent, mm-hmm. and the rest I just kept taking, <laughs> you know, because it was like we had a basement full of these VHS tapes, and I was kind of like again with the fly, I was like, well, someday I want to make this movie, and we're going to need tapes. So just kept taking them, and uh, when it was finally time, yeah, there was I mean, I don't know the exact count, but you know maybe a thousand or so, and we would we'd open them up, take all the tape out, close them back up, yeah, yeah. and at some point. We were like, we don't have enough to fill all the shelves. What are we going to do? And we had been throwing away some of the boxes, you know, and stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, we could paint the boxes black. There and we doubled go. it just like that. And so, you know, half of them are tapes and half of them are just like the empty boxes. And, and then
0: you took the, the tapes out. The, there was how many? There's VHS, I don't know what you call it, creature people, <laughs> yeah. and the things. There was a whole field of them at one point. About Those 30. were all real people. They weren't like.
1: I could tell you most of them, like, there's my stepdad, there's my brother. <laughs> Because one of the takes, my stepdad fell down like a gopher hole. So, like, the character, if I could, it, I think I made it in. There's like a moment where one of the tape kind of like, falls <laughs> down. Um, but that's all friends and family. We made those suits, you know, and
0: it's a lot of gluing, seems like. And, then, you know,
1: gosh. It makes it into like three seconds of the movie in like kind of a dream, but eventually or originally that was going to be one of the last shots of the movie. Oh, I really? like, really gotcha. Wa- like this huge long shot of them walking slow fade to black. And you just, you know, in the edit wasn't working. And there was a period where it wasn't even going to be in the film. And I just remember thinking, I'm going to have to tell all these 35 people that came out here and like were sweating and <laughs> tripping and oh gopher holes that they, you know, it didn't make it. But oh my uh, God. We, we spit, we flitted. Fitted in there, real uh, split second. So
0: I felt great. I I felt felt natural. Felt in that. All right, it's Um, good to hear. But the effect. I mean, I the effect of just that plastic, that tape, just moving in the wind, or it was walking through. I was really caught off guard. I didn't expect it. Like I watched it, being like, I. That's wow. Well done. Good eye for that. And
1: that was, uh, you know, I just love taking apart those tapes my whole life. When I was a kid, I'd even do it when they broke. I would open them up, and it was just like. It felt like, wow, I've got so much new stuff to play with here. You know, like, <laughs> like, nice. I can make things out of this. So uh, that's all, that character, the VHS creature monster, was an early concept, and I would test that out through the years. They, I made one of those suits like four or five years before we filmed this and just got some footage of friends walking, you know, mm-hmm. just to see it. Just like, if I don't make the film, at least I got to see this image of like this tape creature. Yeah. Um, And you know, in the movie, there's there's longer, like I said, there's the longer cuts where you see more of that creature, and there's a little bit more of like what it is, or Mm -hmm. but eventually it's just kind of like I think less is more. We'll just a couple moments in the hallway, down the stairs, stairs, yeah, yeah, in the field, that'll be it.
0: Nice, well done. Well, good use of tapes. I'm glad they're being reloved and everything.
1: Yeah, and I I think I wanted the, the main suit, the main one. I think that was mostly Wayne's world. (laughs) <laughs> like, that's a, a, a I appreciate you
0: know because I was going to ask a question like he won't know what tape is no, on. No, yeah.
1: was, was I was definitely like, there was awesome. a couple suits that I made earlier where I was like I want to make these special ones and uh, Wayne's World was a big one for me so. Like, that's
0: awesome, you should yeah. let, let the people know about that movie. I've never mentioned
1: that either by the way so that's See, the first time. More exclusivity, yeah. that's,
0: why, that's why people come to this festival for all the cool facts like that. I love factoids. So um, Are we doing good for time? How much? Nice, got 10 minutes left. Let's actually uh, get a question from anyone. You just, just yell out. In the back.
1: An audience question about Easter eggs.
0: So yeah. an Easter egg, if those in here, Easter eggs. And
1: Yeah, Yeah. so um, the Beast Pageant, which I mentioned earlier, there's the, the furry creature with the horns. Who's, we refer to that creature as the Beast King. And the Beast King is the stowaway on the ship. And then also at the end there with like the parade and the bubbles, the, the Beast King is there. And uh, Partly that's you know a little like Easter egg, but also it's just like I still have that costume, we, <laughs> so you know we need to put more costumes on the screen. And then you know Silvio the gorilla shows up, and Herbert from Silvio, his kind of muse was so there. There's a lot of the ones that are like waving when it yeah, comes in the bubble. So Herbert's like this bald man. It's like his little puppet. But um, you know this guy John Sheldon, who's just a Baltimore person, we found on Craigslist, has played. Uh, Herbert now in two movies and both the times he kind of shows up, puts the suit on, does his thing and leaves. And this last time he's like, anytime, I'll come and do it anytime you want. So it's kind of like I got to keep putting Herbert in. And then Silvio again, I got the costume. But if you want to go a little deeper, I like, you know, this to me is like a kind of a sequel to both the Beast pageant and uh, uh, Silvio. I don't know if a sequel is the right word, but they're in the same universe. And especially because uh, Preble in this movie is uh Kentucker plays Al Reynolds and Silvio and it's almost like is Silvio just one of Preble's dreams you know like is that whole movie just exists in this like you know he's had many dreams and here's all the creature or people he knows from his life and his dreams and there's Silvio so maybe maybe that's one way to explain it but also you know i don't know whatever however you want to look at it. it's another costume Fill the screen.
0: So, are there stuff in this movie that we're going to see in another movie coming forward, or oh, just you know,
1: there's a, maybe a little bit. Uh, there's also this character Fanny, this purple-headed creature that is from my animations. I do Tux and Fanny again. I had the costume, but also it's all you know, it's all connected. You're, we're just swimming through the same ideas and all the things we do, and uh, yeah, the next the next movie that Kentucky and I are working on again, it kind of feels like the end of a little trilogy, maybe of mm-hmm. Silvio and and uh, this. Uh, and they're actually, okay, yeah, there is a cre. So Bella's like uh, uh, headed, you know, big headed statues throughout the house. Mm-hmm. I still have that head. And I feel like I'm not done seeing that head. So I think <laughs> we want to make one more movie with a bunch of masks and just like kind of take it to its limit. Uh, so I think all these ones will be back. You'll probably see the rats again. I still have them all. You know, the wolf will be coming back. And, good, good. I yeah, like it. I can't wait to see more of this. Oh my gosh. Bigger, yeah.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I'm looking forward. Uh, got uh, one more question from the audience. Up front here.
1: An audience question about the influence of dreams. Definitely, definitely. Um, big time. I, I used to keep a dream journal for many years and, and just little snippets of things. It's, it's hard to understand. But the line when Buddy explodes uh, at the very end, he says a line, he says, um, what planets have I been? And that was directly from a dream. In the dream, it was a, uh, the song, uh, a, a Neil Young song. I remember thinking, like, oh, that's a great title for a song, like Neil Young, amazing. What planets have I been? And then the day that Linus, who plays Buddy, he flew in from LA. We picked him up and, and went out to uh sushi just to like talk about, you know, we were mm-hmm. gonna be filming a couple of days. And he took off his jacket and he was wearing a Neil Young shirt. And it wow. was like, that's amazing. And he's in the script he's scripted to say that line. And yeah, yeah. you know, it's just like so the dreams dreams I think they're they're like maps, they, they can help point you in the right direction, or, uh, you know, there's, there, there's so much going on in them, and you can remember just a little bit, but that little bit can be a seed to an idea that you can, you know, keep going with. There's, there's many more of those little examples in this, and, uh, yeah, it's, sometimes it's, like, hard to remember exactly, but I know that it was somewhere from a, a dream or a, a movie, even, like, a lot of things in here were from watching movies that the Dryden and, and the Little, uh...
0: You know. I'm glad we can infect it in all the right ways. Yeah, that's and
1: and in terms of like the dream logic, I remember, again, this took so long, I went and saw Inception when that came out at Pittsburgh, probably with a couple of people in a, in this <laughs> theater. And I remember like, oh fuck, like I took too long making this movie, like Christopher Nolan's making the dream dream movie. And I remember watching being like, this, this is not like what dream my dreams feel like. This is mm-hmm. like a James Bond movie, you know? And like, that's cool, like, it, it's fun. But I was, I really wanted this to like, the weird logic of dreams and just how things change and very much so i think the dream logic you grabbed was it can be mundane too you know it's like the blue demon could just cook a a burger you know like like all right that, that happens too you know
0: Nice. Good question. Thank you so much. Perfect. I uh, got a couple minutes left. One more. So, uh, the uh, guests at the festival here are getting more of your work as well. Uh, you did some animation for uh, We're All Going to the World's Fair, which is screening Sunday. I hope to see everyone there for that one. Uh, without too much spoilers, can you give a little
1: bit of that? You got to see this movie. <laughs> got to see it. Sunday, uh, made by a dear friend, Jane Schoenbrunn. And uh, she just, it's it's am- like, also, Jane's next movie—that's gonna be wild. Just watch this one to get ready for that one. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it's a movie that just feels like it's—it's it's born of of like the time period that we're in, of like the internet and ASMR and getting like—it's like a horror movie about like being on the internet as a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did like 20 seconds of animation in it, and uh, I've seen the movie now—I think three times—and it, it just keeps growing every time I watch it, and it doesn't leave you. So if you if you want to like go on a wild trip Sunday at what time?
0: Uh, what time is Sunday? So just come all day Sunday. Just be, 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 here, be here Sunday. Okay. And you know, it's gonna... Check the schedule online. Something else. Yeah. Um, nice. Uh, actually, uh, before we go, uh, but your animation—you've been doing animation. Uh, the the characters are Tux and Fanny. And then you're moving to a game as the well. The video
1: game just came out about a month ago. Congrats! Yeah. Congrats. So I was 2020. I was editing this. And then also working on the game, and like the two of those things, I'd kind of go back and forth. When I got stuck on the edit, I'd make the game, and uh, it's available on the Nintendo Switch and a computer. And it's a, it's like a throwback to King's Quest and Space oh. Quest, all those early Sierra games, yeah, and yeah. Maniac Mansion, and uh, had a great time making it. And uh, it's ten dollars, so it, it, hours of fun.
0: And the adaptation from the animation into game uh, went smoothly? I think it was done. I yeah, mean so the, the
1: animations I do in an 8-bit, like early Atari, Nintendo kind of style. So gotcha. it made perfect sense to kind of just keep it going in that style. And actually, the video game, the ending, a little spoiler, the ending of the video game is the first episode of the Tux and Fanny movie. So it's a prequel of sorts. It kind of <laughs> explains how they got to where they got.
0: That's amazing. So we have uh, pretty much good a couple minutes. One last thing. How about this? Uh, you now go back in time 14 years and talk to yourself making a film. What would you give yourself an advice or even other filmmakers? What would you do? Oh, damn.
1: Keep um, the fly, right? Yeah, if you find any bugs, keep the fly, film the caterpillar. I don't know, just uh I, that's a that's a tough one. I you know, uh I don't know if I have an answer just uh well
0: how about uh, instead of how about if a filmmaker comes to you cuz this is okay. a mar- remarkable film and it uh it big dreams uh and but the and it seems to keep in a solid budget a filmmaker comes up goes how can I make a good movie what would you tell of them just
1: dream big film your dream just uh don't get in your way you know like get some people around you some good friends and have fun also just play you know it's like I I teach some film sometimes in Baltimore, and the students can get so hung up on making everything perfect, but it's like, at the end of the day, it's gotta be fun. You gotta be having fun with it. And that's, if you're having fun, and you're playing, and yeah, it's hard, and there's gonna be, you know, the Britney Spears song that you can't turn down, and all these hard things happening, but you gotta like, you gotta laugh with it, and roll with it, and you know, just, just do it, and have fun, and play, and then we'll see you up here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a perfect button on this thing. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, remind people how they can find you, social media, whatever they need to do to get a hold of you, find you or uh, you more money for
1: Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, I'm around. Uh, Simply Silvio on most of those, or Simply Silvio.: Or perfect. Strawberry Mansion, we have an Instagram. probably put some pictures up there of tonight, maybe. Nice. Well, we'll share them with you too. There you so, go.
0: Well, thank you. All. Thank you for being here. We next movie, let us know. so thank you all for. Thank please.
1: You. Thank you so much.
0: Oh my God, perfect.. Uh, so uh, we remind everyone, Anomaly Film Fest. Uh, Anomalyfilmfest.com slash vote. So we're going to be voting for movies, for the favorite movies. Uh, I Spoiler, I'm putting this one down. So uh, please. I'm going to vote for this
1: one. No. Uh, <laughs> vote, vote twice, three times, many times. No.
0: Thank you for being here, my gosh. If you want to learn more about Rochester and Buffalo's wide range of diverse cuisines, Nominate Meals might be for you. The fun part is, you have no idea what you're going to get until you pick your meal up at one of our fantastic events. All you have to do is go to nominatemeals.com and order a meal for two for $40 that features dishes from one small, typically minority owned restaurant. We run events at Three Heads Brewing, Fatty Beer Company in the neighborhood of Play, and also Nowhere Lounge in Buffalo. We offer drink pairings for sale that pair with each dish for that night, which really adds to the experience. Go to nominatemeals.com to order your meal for an upcoming event and join the nomination.